Hey guys, you're listening to Stalking Spurs, the Spurs podcast that isn't just about football. We have an action-packed episode for you today. It's our first episode of the year, both the calendar year, 2020, and the year of the rap. Gong si fatsai, Patty. Gong si fatsai from Singapore, and Happy New Year, Acid. Uh, it's been a while. I have to say, I, I appreciated the break, but also... So much has happened. There have been what? There have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games since we last recorded. Uh, and nuts. for the purposes of this episode, we're going to zoom in on the FA Cup. So we're going to cover the third round game against Middlesbrough, third, third round replay also against Middlesbrough, and the fourth round against Southampton. I mean, is there any other league work competing in? I don't think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely one where we have a shot. Then we're also going to do the usual social media roundup where we're going to cover some lovely and heartbreaking tributes to Kobe, go through some of the babies of the week, check out some memes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Before we get into that, a huge part of the world celebrates Chinese New Year. We're part of that as well. We are part (laughs) of that. And with every year comes new horoscopes or predictions for the year. And for the year of the rat, we've decided to see, okay, what was that? What would that mean for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club? So according to Wikipedia, the club was founded in 1882, which means if you treat the club as a person, they were born in the year of the black water horse. Uh, what, what year were you? <laughs> I, I don't remember my like the element for it, but I'm a rabbit. I'm year of the rabbit. Okay, I'm a. I think I'm a pig. You're a pig for sure. You're a pig. Uh, The club is Blackwater Horse, and we did a little bit of research to find what the horoscope for uh, someone born in 1882 is, and we landed on (laughs) yourchineseastrology.com. The only place to be. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's (laughs) it's your source, your ultimate source for your horoscope written in the English language. So if you check this out, uh, there's a short description of what it means to be a horse. And uh, the first sentence is already auspicious. And I love it. I believed it immediately. It says, Horse is an indomitable spirit and is always moving toward a goal. That's their so spirit. perfect word choice. Goal. I will believe it. I hope it's plural. Toward a bajillion <laughs> goals. goals. The, the description of like the temperament of a horse is also pretty cool. So people born under the sign of the horse are clever, active, energetic, quick-witted, fashionable, agile, popular among others, which I think you can totally use to describe everyone on the team. The whole team. Some more than others. Like fashionable <laughs> would obviously be some, right? <laughs> gotta, gotta also sleep. popular among also. others. Um, and then it starts to list uh, like lucky and unlucky things, and some of them are quite promising. Should we start with the good ones? We should Let's probably start. start with the I good think ones. we should just do the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so supposedly, uh, according to this site, our lucky flower is the calla lily, which is perfect because we're the lily whites. So go lily whites. It's a bit nuts <laughs> how it's like all falling into place. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish. I wish it, it wasn't water horse and it was well, what is chirpy the, our logo is a bird yeah um earth, <laughs> that's the only thing horse? that didn't fall into, spa- into place <laughs> okay i guess this moves into the slightly so. unlucky parts an unlucky direction for us the club is supposedly north no. which is heartbreaking because north we're north london, london. 
we should move the stadium. <laughs> we should. Now that we've built it, let's just knock it down and bring it somewhere else. Bring it somewhere where it's lucky. You know what? You know what Levy did do? He didn't consult a feng shui expert when they built he that thing. He did not. Clearly, yeah. they wouldn't have built where we're supposed to be built, which is the north, if they knew. <laughs> Adding to the inauspicious bits, um, our club colors are blue and white, and unfortunately, those are unlucky colors. I mean, you so know, we need we to rebrand. Rebrand purples, re purples and greens. No, but but all kidding aside, the color of the year though is blue. So I don't know. I'll, I'll believe. I'll believe what I believe. But it, it's yeah. it's good to hear that uh, there's some some things going for us, like all those goals. So yeah, so we can just ignore those bits of your Chinese astrology.com and just listen to Pantone color of the year instead. Yes, the the only source. <laughs> Erase everything you've heard. No, but really, thanks thanks Asad for sharing that. I, I hope <laughs> that uh, we have a more auspicious year than this totally uh, unfactual site is telling us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gong Si Fatai. here to discuss of course uh, our favorite well the serious part of this podcast where we actually get into the games we're of course joined by our favorite kumbaya master toby toby how are you oh good evening <laughs> pleasure to be here as always it's been a little it's been a couple weeks yeah it has been a couple more weeks. than a few weeks yeah yeah i think it's like a month or so now yeah. but i guess we took a little yeah. holiday break how are you guys feeling about everything we've had a lot of games so we've had i think around five uh premier league games which we will gloss over and ignore or you know i mean discuss a bit <laughs> And we've had, I think, around three games in the FA Cup, which I'm still not sure why it exists, but I'm actually kind of liking it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I think it's it's uh, because Premier League is going to be really difficult to win. I think we have a lot of a lot more hope in the FA Cup. What is the FA Cup? And we're still clinging on. Yeah, we are. So th there's two domestic cups. There's the and I might get some of this wrong, so forgive me. But there's there's the League Cup, also known as the Carabao Cup. A certain number of the top divisions. It could be the top three divisions. And they compete uh, in a domestic cup. And then the FA Cup is a bit more wide open. It's it's open to some kind of semi-professional teams. So maybe all the way down to, and I'm, again, I'm going to get this number wrong, but like five or six divisions of uh, of the top British football. So that's why you get teams like Shrewsbury played Liverpool yesterday. And I'm, I'm not sure what league Shrewsbury is in. But so it makes it a really interesting competition because you do once in a while get these um like low-sided, low-tiered teams going up and playing against, like Tranmere again played uh, Manchester United yesterday, so it can make some really interesting matchups. It, and it did. I mean, so far, just to uh, do a little recap of our scorelines, uh, for the third round, we, of course, Middlesbrough away, we had a draw at 1-1. And then we had a replay with them at home. And we, thank God, we somehow managed to uh, score 2-1 on that one. And then just a couple days back, uh, our fourth round game with Sam Southampton away, it was a one-all. And uh, I don't know, guys, what are your thoughts, feelings? I mean, it's been more, uh, what, what, here to people scoring on our end, more on the 61st minute, Lo Celso and the second minute, yeah. Lamella on the 15th, and then the last one, we had Sunny on the 58th. So, thoughts, feelings? Um, I guess on the, the freshest one was the last one, Southampton away. Uh, we were really rooting to win that 
specifically because well firstly wins are awesome and secondly we, we didn't want to have to like uh, go through another unnecessary game like if we can win it now keep people rested and not so stressed out that would have been the ideal but yeah unfortunately it looks like there's gonna have to be a fourth round replay yeah and the thing is like at the 87th minute is when we got when they got their score in and i'm just like i was yes. i was super like hanging on and hoping that they wouldn't get anything in because i'm like we're doing it we're doing it i don't care if it's barking the bus or whatever but come on let's just let's just defend and toby i was ah, shattered i think i was messaging your mom at this time for some reason she reached yeah. out and i'm like oh hello <laughs> and it was just it was not good i was i th- i was surprised i thought Mourinho wasn't Mourinho enough because we got a goal ahead and it's like bring on some extra defensive bodies and then that goal at the end i think was scored before Dyer could be before Dyer could be substituted and he would have been a great person to bring on and strengthen that midfield and and that's exactly where the goal was was scored from was right at the top of the box in the center so um that's exactly where Dyer could have been feasibly but yeah so i thought we maybe he could have been a bit more aggressive tactically in, in changing that once we'd gone ahead with the goal because Southampton is a very good attacking side. They're on great form. I think 1-1 is still a good result away from home with probably some very tired bodies because it's been a super busy schedule. So it's it's a good result. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll beat them at White Hart Lane. So I'm confident. I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, considering our last outing with Southampton, I'm in the Premier League, and I guess just the general feelings of, you know, it's it's Poch's ex-team. Yeah, and they've been on fire lately. So I think going into this fourth round FA Cup game, I think I was a bit nervous because I think Southampton, what changed with them? I think they have a new manager or something, and they've, they've had like a run of four really awesome games where they've been very difficult to beat. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was nervous, but when Sun scored, it's like, yes, there's hope. Exactly. <laughs> and I felt like we got stronger and Lo Celso has been, I don't know, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm being yeah, swayed. Yeah, he came alive, didn't he? What yeah. are your thoughts on Lo Celso's performance? I mean, he did a score in the second minute in our home game with Middlesbrough. Like, what is up? It, this guy, are we signing him I for think- real? Is uh, is he sort of like a Horcrux for Ericsson, what Ericsson used to be? I think as Ericsson's now leaving, he's they conducted a, some kind of ritual and he passed all his skills on. Because, um, yeah, he just, he like the way he runs with the ball, his balance, he's a bit like Mora in that way where he's got a kind of low center of gravity and great speed. So even when these kind of midfielders kind of clumsily bang into him, he just keeps going. He keeps his balance and he's been fighting really well and, and passing the ball really well. I, I personally think he works super well with Winks. Excited to see more of that partnership going forward. Yeah, I think I saw like an Instagram post of the an, on Lo Celso wherein they, at, for some game, I forget at what game, or even if we won or whatever, but it was saying that on like the 87th, like 80 plus minutes, he's still like really grinding it out, like just like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. trying to find. And I think they showed a couple of times when he was like, he was knocked down, but he stood up. It felt like the Chumbawamba song, yeah. you know, he gets knocked down, but yeah, he gets yeah. up again. And he was just yeah. like really fighting. And it's so nice to see, I guess, that kind of spirit, that passion. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of passion. Maybe, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but it, like, I think Lamella shows the same passion. I like, I don't know if maybe Argentinians are just bringing that extra passion <laughs> to the game, but because I love people say, oh, Lamella, he's, he gets a bit emotional. He got a yellow card the other day for getting in somebody's face. I love that. Oh, yeah, you want emotion. Yeah. You want passion. You yeah. want fire and anger. And Definitely. oh my God, I will do everything. Exactly. At the Chelsea game the other day, that's exactly what we lacked. That, that I mean, Chelsea was bringing that passion, bringing that kind of aggression because sometimes that's what it takes to win games is to just put a shoulder in and 
put somebody on their ass. I mean, Lamella did bring us over the top at uh, the last Middlesbrough game. He scored on the 15th Mm. minute, and then we just, like, kept it tight. I mean, they did score. Was it a penalty? I don't remember right now. Gotta give it to the Argentinians. I don't know if it's being scared for your job or just, like, (laughs) latent passion. I'm sure there's part of it. It's gotta be part of it, right? But but still, (laughs) I'm really happy with how they've flourished, in a way. And then we get Mora who of course is always like a good a good reliable guy to to bring us through and he gave our lone goal with our draw with Middlesbrough in the in the third round first game. Yeah. It's super promising I, th- I mean and a key difference if you look at like Shrewsbury and Liverpool is Liverpool has the depth to play basically an entirely different side. So their starting 11 can rest. I mean the what's slightly funny about that is some of their depth looks a bit weak. I mean they had a 2-0 lead against Shrewsbury and then gave up two pretty sloppy goals so I mean they've got some work to do there but at the end of the day they get a decent result it's a draw I mean they have to play again but they can feel the whole nother side where if we want to progress in the FA Cup we have to just play our best players so that's and especially I think Mourinho was like making a rightful complaint about this but right after the winter break we have a ton of games back to back we play Aston Villa I think two days before we have our next round of 16 Champions League games. So Oof. it's going to be like super difficult, especially with the injuries we have. But yeah, it's it's going to be challenging. But this, this hope, and I'm so pleased Harry Winks is not injured because he went off and his ankle looked a bit scary. But to see him come back and play in this game was super encouraging. But Asad, I think you were commenting on the form. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, on the form, if you kind of zoom out from FA Cup and see the Premier League games as well, you'll see that our form uh, looks a bit unfamiliar, I guess. We, we seem to be in territory we haven't really been in before, where we have so many draws. We have what, like more uh, as many losses than we do wins so i i was we were talking about this uh, earlier and I, I personally feel worried about it like oh my gosh we're so inconsistent what's happening to us but i guess there are some uh positives mm-hmm. you, were, you were mentioning earlier toby yeah I, I think if you look at the results like nil nil to Watford away in which what which was a very difficult game and i think there was some pretty shoddy refereeing in that one as well Oh, that was the one where he gave the handball against Vertonghen and Gazaniga came up with a huge save and we should have had also a penalty for the handball. For so. handball, yeah, just minutes before it yeah, wasn't given. Exactly. It's infuriating. And then one goal against Liverpool, which was, I mean, that was a super tough game, just a good kind of chancing finish from Firmino, but Tanganga kept Mane on a leash really, really well. I think all of our defense did really well. I mean, Salah didn't really do anything that game. So the fact that our defense is getting much tighter, I mean, allowing a goal against Liverpool and Southampton, two great attacking teams, that's really as much as you can ask for it to ask from a defense a lot of the time. Obviously, a clean sheet is best, but that's why I'm encouraged once we do get the offense to start clicking, we can come out and, and beat teams two to one. And because we do have that talent, it's just finding the ways that they piece together now that we don't have Harry Kane or really any striker at all. Bright spots to our bad form would be like Tanganga. Like, wow. Yeah. The, yeah, wow. Where the, the saves he's been doing, the, the energy yeah. he's brought. Like, I'm just like, where has this yeah. child been? He's a child, by the right. way. He is. <laughs> he just hit puberty. Like, we didn't know him a few weeks ago. Yeah. And now he has a blue tick on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> so when they were... Shot the stardom rapidly. Super rapidly. They brought him here to the Spurs Singapore tour and 
me and Surin were like, oh. who's Tanganga? Like, they made him play a bit. And we were like, which one is he? And he was good. But, like, we we didn't even know who he was on the field, on the pitch. And then, mm-hmm. so when I was looking at him up on Instagram, I showed Surin. And I'm like, oh, but I don't know if it's him. Because it's not even, like, a blue tick mark guy. And up to, like, a couple of weeks ago, he didn't have a blue tick on Instagram yet. And now, boom, blue tick. Yeah, he does. Well deserved. It's it's nuts. Yeah, he looks great. And super. he seems flexible, too. Like, he's been playing both sides of the defense even like scooping into the middle a little bit if it's a if it's three to three at the back and yeah he, he seems like a real asset i hope we we develop him further and then of course another piece yeah. of good news is that captain hugo the skipper is back yes yeah. yes so glad to see him <laughs> i have never been yeah. so happy to see his face i mean that handsome face is always welcome but even more so now yeah. nothing against paulo i mean Gazaniga has yeah, been. I oh, think of course. Mourinho handled it super well. He was like, it's it was really difficult decision to to put to to ask Paolo to sit out. But yeah, it's we're very lucky to have two world class goalkeepers. I mean, yeah, Vorm. I think Asad was telling me only Vorm will won't be happy about this. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just happy that Paolo gets to rest a bit. And now that we've yes. kind of brought him up to speed in a way, like like trial by fire. At least we have like a yeah. deeper bench that. In case we need yeah, to rest, you know, Hugo, he can rest. Yeah. And there is someone reliable yes. because that save, yeah. that penalty save, yeah. I jumped out of my seat. My roommate came yeah. out of the room. Like, she was like, what's happening? I'm like, we saved a penalty. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So you put in the notes that Paolo finally gets to rest. And like, ah, I feel so relieved for him. Because can you imagine how much pressure was put on him when Hugo... <laughs> Number one, when Hugo, our starting goalkeeper, got injured horrifically, and then Vorm comes back, so there's a little bit of pressure off, but then Vorm gets injured, so again, it's just him. And the- so he's been performing under pressure, under immense pressure, so... yeah. Well-deserved rest. Well-deserved snaps for <laughs> snaps for, for Paolo. I'm kind of like... <laughs> snaps for Paolo. I wish his girlfriend's Instagram was, like, open because I would be following her and you could tell, like, he deserves, like, a break. Like, take him out. Go on a vacation. Like, do something because yeah. this guy needs to... <laughs> Go on a staycation exactly. somewhere nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and yet, and yet, guys, despite these bright spots, Tanganga, Paolo getting to rest, Hugo coming back, Gio on fire, and everyone just pitching in. Yeah. Are these bright spots enough, do you think, to get us into yeah. the top four? Or, I don't know, at least work our way towards it? Because it's like a one step forward, two steps back, it seems. You're right. We're, we're definitely not getting the results that we need. But as as Kumbaya Master, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I think we'll find our scoring. We'll find, like, you know, just find our form going forward. And the defense will continue to click. And I, I think I'm fairly confident we'll get top four. I think we'll be able to edge Chelsea in the end. We play them in, I think, a few weeks' time, so that'll be a really good test at Stamford Bridge. So let's Ooh. let's see how it goes. Another player that super deserves shout out, I think, who gets uh, for some reason gets a lot of stick from at least the Reddit forum is uh, Aurier because he's incredibly important, and I think Mourinho indicates how incredibly important he is. Like he was saying, how he feels. Ben Davis was an incredibly important part to his plan because um, his intention was to have a kind of mobile back four. And so Aurier could push all the all the way forward up on the right wing and then Ben Davis could slot back in on the left and it would become a back three. I mean, if, if Mourinho has faith in Aurier, then I think the rest of us need to 
get a bit more on board. And he's he's been, you know, throwing in a lot of excellent assists and a lot of excellent attacks. He fed Mora's goal, I think, for the assists in the 1-0 against... Oh, I think it was the third round against Middlesbrough. Yeah, the 1-1. But uh, yeah, just a great cross from Aurier to the back post, as he's done a few times. So yeah, I, I hope fans decide to get behind him because I think he still shows um, he can really contribute. Yeah, I try to block off all the Aurier hate just because... Like, yeah. I mean, the guy's trying in a way, you know, you, you can't yeah. help it. Like, yes, there are some mistakes yeah. he does where you're just like, oh, dear, I'm going to shake you. And yet all of them do <laughs> yeah. make mistakes and we don't, he, yeah. they don't get the same heat, I guess. I mean, right. it's all perception. Anyway, I mean, upcoming games mm-hmm. for us, we've got a couple. It's Manchester City home, Aston Villa away, Chelsea away, Wolves home, Burnley away, Manchester United home. Oof. Yeah, that's some challenging ones. I feel like they saved yeah. them all for lovely times. Uh, <laughs> how many points do you guys see this, I don't know, coming out of this? I mean, I 18, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can take Villa, but that's it's two days before the, before the Leipzig game, so... Oh, oh no! Who knows? Yeah, and we have the Southampton replay. Ah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess Kumbaya Master, we look to you for positivity, and we will uh, forge forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's be brave and and see what see what they can come up with. That's all we can do. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks again, Toby, for right. joining us. Thank we'll you. catch you Thank again, you. not in the hopefully not too long from now. Social media roundups are usually my favorite parts of this episode, but I think for this installment, it's we start off a bit somber. Uh, this morning, well, at least my side of the world woke up to news that Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers and just legend in the NBA world passed away tragically in a helicopter accident uh, along with his daughter, uh, his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. And obviously hearts are breaking, tributes from everyone from all over the sphere of any type of like celebrity or sorts and just normal people were really giving tributes and what he meant to them and naturally or actually I was a bit surprised at the volume of um, tributes from the Spurs players so I thought I would share I would start this segment with the Spurs uh, team members and how they did their tributes so actually a lot of them did um, lo- so many yeah so starting many. with Spurs official yeah Spurs official did one they they did uh quite a tribute of a picture of Harry Kane holding a kit right next to Kobe. Uh, Kobe was, I think, a great purveyor of football and of just of sport. And I think I read somewhere that he was a fan of Real Madrid or Barcelona. I forget, whoops, which one. <laughs> yeah. But it clearly... seems like a lot of teams are claiming him. I've yeah, seen like, exactly. a Man City fan say that Kobe <laughs> was a Man City fan. A purveyor of sport, nevertheless. And clearly yeah. like reached out to so many people, including... Harry Kane, Harry's post about it. He reposted the same image that Spurs official posted, but the length and the depth of what he was saying was really quite touching and how Kobe would always reach out to him and just keep pushing him on even at times when, like, I think Kobe won an Oscar or Kobe, like, did something, the retirement of his jersey, and yet he was calling Kane and, you know, encouraging Kane to go forward. And I think that was quite sweet. We get tributes on their grids from Vorm. Michelle Vorm did one. Sissoko did one. Kyle Walker-Peters did one. Serge Aurier did one. And these are all just like very different players, but clearly all inspired by Kobe Bryant. 
if you guys want to check it out, uh, we're including the links to all of these tributes and all of the posts in the social media roundup in our episode description. That's right. You can check all the different um, tributes from the Spurs players. These ones will probably disappear in a bit, but I'm sure some fan will repost them. But we also get IG stories tributes from Chafet Tanganga, Eric Lamella, Victor Wanyama, Delhi, And I mean, the list could go on, but I think it just speaks that's that's half the club already. <laughs> that's a starting 11 right there. Yeah. And it's it's so clear he made an impact. Totally. And like the... I'm not sure now, I can't recall any other incident that so many of our players all acknowledged on social media. I think there's some weddings of players that got far less <laughs> attention on, from other players in the team. There are, this, there, there like, are birthdays that made so much less. Birthdays, you know, yeah. yes. Uh, when Mauricio left, I think there were fewer tributes than this. There were fewer tributes than this when Poch left. And not to, or to equate a death of a legend obviously and his daughter to anything else but i think it just speaks of the massive outpouring of love and thoughts and you know just like feelings all about this to, to kobe's yeah. family it's it's so insane. The, the impact was great it's yeah. huge so you know for what it's worth rest in power kobe bryant you've clearly inspired rest so in many. power cool so moving on from that there's no way. There's no there's way to do no it. Way. But I, to do it, there's no way to to do this gracefully. But shifting gears, one of the videos that Spurs official Instagram posted this past week uh, was on Instagram Watch. I guess that what would you call that feature? IGTV is it? IGTV yeah. of a pretty long video called No Rules No Rules FIFA 20, and it shows Aurier and Son playing FIFA against Gazanigs and Sessegnon. And you watch this, and like 30 seconds in, the glaring takeaway is that Sun is a puppy. <laughs> he's too much. <laughs> and you can, you can start to feel like he's, his energy is so intense that it's, it's making everyone else feel a bit exhausted. I think the words, shut your mouth and sit down, <laughs> were aimed at him multiple times throughout this video. It's hilarious. I, I am so, like, I don't know how you sat through the nine minutes of it because honestly, I was tired. <laughs> I was tired at like the two minutes. Yeah, mark. I needed a nap after this video. <laughs> and you can tell, like, it was Sunny and Aurier who were teammates, right? Yes. Yeah. And Aurier yes. was just like giving him like the side eye the entire time and just like, yeah. please calm down. Please take a downer. Do something. I, I can't even. <laughs> Like I, I was. I mean, it's all entertaining and it's all fun and games, but it also made me think. And I think I brought this up with you, Asad. It's like I hope Sunny is really naturally like this, and he's not just playing a part of like this effervescent, bubbly child because that shit is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I hope it's just he's just naturally like this, <laughs> and, and he, he doesn't is. feel like he needs to meet an expectation. I from hope people. not. I really hope not. But also, if he is, holy shit! I'm so tired for his father. Who has to like, train him? <laughs> How do you discipline this child? Who lives with him every day. <laughs> exactly. And like all the coaches. Like, I mean, you love energy and you do love passion. But you know when you have that student who just won't shut up and won't sit down? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Thank God he's cute though because he is an adorable puppy. Yeah. 
Another thing worth noting, I guess, was that uh, throughout the game, um, even if Orie and Sun were teammates, it seemed like they had a, a slightly antagonistic relationship. Like they kept blaming each other for for messing things up. But then, but but when you ha- when you get to the the post match interview, suddenly they're like a cohesive team again. And Sun says that you know they win as a team and they lose as a team, and you know saying all of the nice PR. Check, checking all the nice PR boxes. Yeah, it's it's been ingrained in them. They can't help this. Totally, but totally. It, but yeah. it, it does give you a nice insight into training, into just being with Sunny. Like, he is yeah. so well-loved, but I'm sure everyone... If, imagine if you're beside him on an airplane and it's a long flight <laughs> or in a bus and it's a long ride. You'd just be like, oh my God. So you know what? Kudos to Delhi, who has brought it out with him all throughout because this shit is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job, Coy. Also, Good job, he he spoke so much, I think, throughout all of this that if you watch the video, Sessignon says two words or something in the entire video. Sessignon is probably That's just it. like you know that younger brother who just like was born and there's this noisy child already because I have siblings like that <laughs> and they just never speak. They're just like, "You know what? I'm done." Yeah. Yeah. That's Sessignon. That's it. That's there's no space for me, so I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> just keep quiet. <laughs> Oh, Sunny. Never fails. Oh, Sunny. Never fails to make me smile. Other things that made me smile was Harry Kane, our interim captain, when, um, of course, Hugo was away. And then, of course, he gets injured because why not? You know, gods of football, why not give this to us? Um, He did post a post-operation photo. And what was interesting about this is he posted it right after a game. And I think we won that game. So he did like a very Instagram um, story kind of photo wherein it's like a really bad angle of his knee where it, it's clearly like in a cast or like some kind of like band. And then the TV screen behind him seeing that he had he was watching the game. But then I, I literally just sent it to Acid and five minutes yeah. later, if you refresh the feed... It's gone, and it's now replaced by a front view shot. Perfect for the grid. It's clearly <laughs> like Kane in his hospital bed looking like great. Like for someone that just had an operation, he was yeah. smiling. And he was still like, great job, boys. But Harry Kane, he's just like us. Deleting yes. ships from his feed and posting you post a better. something, you felt cute. You might delete later. You do delete later. You feel cute again. You post something else. Post something better. <laughs> like, I love it. I don't know if, like, his social media thing was like, that is not the shot we want. Hang on, we have something. And, like, tell him <laughs> to replace it. But I love it. I love it so I, much. When I imagine it, I like to think of Kate giving input. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw your post. You know no. what? I think it might be better. If yeah. This could be better. I, I approve, yeah. Kate. Thank you for your... Uh, calming and studying influence on Kane because you know you know what goes on the grid and you know what goes on the story and this was a good delineation so thank you thank you for that Kate knows best she does moving on to the next post that we want to talk about so I guess you guys might be familiar with a meme that's being referred to as the Dolly Parton meme. Spreading like wildfire. Spreading like everyone's doing it. Spreading like wildfire. And it's a meme where uh, you post a photo that has four different panels and each panel is labeled with the name of like some kind of social media platform. So there's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Tinder. And you kind of fill each panel in with a photo of yourself that's appropriate for that platform. 
And everyone's on this, um, even Spurs official this week came out with their own. And for LinkedIn, of course, businessy. <laughs> they have, they have the, uh, still from the Hugo Boss shoot where they have Sun, Gazanig's, Lameli, and Vertong's um, looking really profesh in their suits. So LinkedIn appropriate, totally. In the second panel, you have uh, Facebook. And here we have Mora holding a football and his son. Really nice, wholesome family shot. Perfect for Facebook. Wholesome. Then we have Instagram. Perfect for your aunties. Where, totally, yeah. That's what you post for your fans, right? On Instagram, you have a photo representing the ongoing bromance between Deli and Sun. It's a really sweet photo. I'm not sure we've seen this before. This might be the first time that they've ever posted it. Sun and Deli are hugging. Sun's eyes are closed and he's smiling. It's super sweet. And it's perfect for Instagram. Who's not gonna like that? Tinder, of course, is the now iconic photo of Harry Kane training in the 30 plus degree heat of Singapore. And for some wild reason, you can see his abs through his clothes. Not even an exaggeration. There is no wild about it. That that, that fits real. <laughs> All right, Spurs official. I, I see you jumping on the bandwagon. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, irrelevant. <laughs> I, I do wish they'd have done it though, like on a per player basis, but I see that they could have yes. done it on like for the team. But you know what? We clearly are not the social media um, arm of this company. Although, if you're hiring, clearly we are open to this. We're already podcasting Absolutely. about it. Just tweet at us. <laughs> just tweet at us at Stalking We'll send Spurs. you our resumes. You know what? Or we'll send you just our body of work, 10 episodes worth of stalking the Spurs fans and everything. So. <laughs> Still, uh, kudos to them for being uh, relevant and timely, I guess. Yeah, great content. You great can't content. not like that, great that stuff. Speaking of people who just produce great content one hit after another, I mean, I, I kind of am sad that Hugo Lloris doesn't have a Instagram, but don't worry, But his, his wife has that on lock. Hold our beers because Maureen Lloris has got us. She has just been posting gold content after gold content it's the content we want so later on we talk about baby of the week and obviously she just gave birth but what she posted on her ig stories which is of course gone but thank you to a fan for reposting it this hugo post yeah this is, is kind next of like, level next level it's next level so actually it's a threefer because number one we get hugo hugo to describe it hugo is uh you know casually doing push-ups on the elbow he's supposedly injured so number one we see hugo number two we see that he's well but well three, enough to do well enough to doing push-ups and number three every time he lowers himself in his push-up he gives his son a kiss i mean yeah so he's well enough to do push-ups over his newborn over his so newborn. if you're a fan and you want some reassurance that hugo is okay look no further than this video <laughs> You cannot, you cannot manufacture this kind of content at you all can. because, like, I'm sure it was just like a sweet moment of like Hugo playing with the baby, but also like you know multitasking and getting in some you know exercise in. But good job, Maureen. Good job, Hugo. Good job, baby, because you are the focal point of this. And you know what? She also managed to hide the baby's face while she was at it. So, like, she is she has given us the content we need and the content we want. Marine. Snaps for Marine. Snaps for Marine. More about the content that we want. <laughs> Dyer has delivered a lovely post. So just a photo from Eric Dyer, who doesn't, who isn't on Instagram a lot. Ever. It's quite rare. Uh, he posted a photo, uh, I guess this is during a warm-up of a game, and we're, it's not even clear which game, really. He could have had this post good to go for a while now and just thought oh four days ago oh i think i'll post it today um it's it's an image taken in the stadium 
presumably before a game, and it's Dyer, Vorm, Vertonghen, and Toby Alderweireld walking, hands in pockets, showing off the angles of their faces, <laughs> looking like a boy band album cover. Looking great. I, you looking can't, great. You yeah. cannot manufacture this shit. What's interesting is that Vorm actually posted the same photo, but he cropped Toby out. <laughs> <laughs> he cropped Toby out, so that was the first post I saw. And his caption was, Brothers from Another Mother. And then I see the Eric Dyer version where he included Toby in, which is, which is I thought, kind of sweet. I'm like, God damn it, Vorm. You couldn't have just, like, pretended <laughs> Toby was also your brother from another mother? Yeah, so I'm wondering now, like, what what's the story behind this? Because Dyer doesn't just post for no reason. You look at his feed, and they're always like occasions or there's always something specific that he's communicating but with this it's not very clear you don't know what so you're wondering maybe maybe toby alderweireld was hurt when vorm posted his version and he's like you know what tobes i gotcha i'm inclusive vorm motherfucker be inclusive (laughs) um but i get you there are clicks we all know this there are definitely clicks but I like that Dyer was inclusive. I appreciate it. And you know what? If it's a sign that, you know, Jan is signing because Toby signed and they're both signed, like maybe, I don't know. I'm just wishful thinking here. But yeah. Think, good job, Dyer. You guys look great. I think Dyer would definitely be Justin Timberlake in this situation. <laughs> maybe oh, it's totes. The, Absolutely. It's, maybe, it's the hair. It's the hair it's, shave head. Yeah. And I'm just doing like a, a spit, you know, spitballing here, but... I'm going to choose from other boy bands. I would say that uh, Toby it would be like the AJ McLean slash Zane. I don't know, like the bad mm, boy. Yes, yes. Like, because he's looking down. He's, he's looking down. to be there. Not because, even, you know, yeah. he's not really a boy band kind not of Not a boy person, band. Vorm, but... um, I'm sorry. I would give you like the Chris Kirkpatrick or like maybe Kevin Richardson, <laughs> older brother. Kind of, you know, in the background, but steady. Yeah, force. you're not, you're not the the star, you're but not the star. you're important. You're there. So we you're need there. you. We need you. Yeah. And of course, I don't know. I'm just biased, but I would say Jan would be the JC Shazay. You of know, course. Yeah, yeah. The second guy, but actually like a really steadying force and like great. Oh my god, when he sings, like hello, why aren't yeah. you the lead? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's just me though, marrying all things I love. Um, thank you, Acid, uh, for letting me interrupt. You're very welcome. I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> I enjoyed it too much. Uh, other things that I didn't... Oh, yeah, oh I man. Didn't... In every boy band, there's one person who leaves there is. before anyone is ready. And I think in this case, it just might be Christian Eriksen. I don't want to delve too much into all the transfer rumors, and there's a lot. And it's getting more real by the minute. But uh, this post that... I think it's like a fan post of like a fan blog, did this uh, Instagram photo of Giovanni Lo Celso taking the corner. So he did the corner in one of the recent games. And right above the corner is Ericsson. And he's, of course, like he's, they, they put it so that he was kind of like faded out. They, he, was like, he, was, he was desaturated, essentially. He's like, a, yeah. the rest of the image is colored and you'll click it and I'm probably not explaining this best. But from my knowledge as a new fan, I've seen Christian Ericsson take 90 plus percent of all our corners. Yeah. And it was just so jarring to see Lochelso take this one, especially with all the transfer rumors coming out. So, I mean, maybe he's the JT, he is the Zayn Malik, he is the guy that leaves first. Uh, I, I'm still in denial until the shoe drops and it's real. Then we'll tackle that. But this was just such a 
blatant and glaring omen that oh, it's hard yeah. to ignore. It's yeah, you you can feel it coming, but I, I guess to to your point, it's not official unless it's Spurs official. Exact. So we'll we're not waiting for it because obviously we're kind of dreading it to be honest, but you know, that's life and transfer windows almost over and the boy band's gotta break up sometime, so Christian, we are so thankful for your service. And you know what? Maybe you'll still be with us after this transfer window. Who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> or maybe you come back. Some players do that. They Some go away. Do. They realize they've made a terrible mistake. Come they back. come back. I mean, literally. Literally, that has happened. So, you know what? We're, we're always here. We're always here for you. Another thing that's back. Baby of the week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So this week, we have two... I say week, but it's not week. It's, I guess it's month or it's year. Baby it might even the, be year. Baby of the podcast. Baby of the episode. <laughs> okay, so baby of the episode. We have two contenders, both incredibly, intensely cute. Number one is baby boy Loris. Pedro. So thanks. Thank you so much to Marine and her treasure trove of content. We've seen Instagram story after Instagram story of baby uh, Pedro. Is that is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, baby Pedro. Uh, almost like she's teasing and building up to a full-blown launch. She's been revealing more and more of baby Pedro's face. So I think this week we got a glimpse of like an eye. And then like we saw a bit more of the face. And she's been being clever about the positioning so you don't quite see all of his face. Or sometimes she'll put like a, a sticker or emoji over part of his face, like a kiss mark sticker. So you can't quite see everything. But we, we feel like, yeah, we feel like with every new one, she reveals a little bit more. So any day now, we're going to have the full face Instagram story. But also, Maureen, we know you like showing your baby's faces. So just go for it. Let it rip. Such a cute face. Such a cute face. Let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cute faces. So it's no secret. We love Ayla Alderweireld. Ooh, love you, girl. Like we choose her as baby of the week. So so often, more often than not. <laughs> um, but uh, this, the, within the past few weeks, there's been validation from somewhere else. Someone's been For listening the to the podcast. For the first time ever. Yeah, someone's been listening to the podcast. It might be Spurs official themselves. Because um, on the 17th of January, they reposted a photo from Toby Alderweireld's Instagram. And it's, it's the sweetest photo. So it's Ayla in gold glittery boots and a white outfit and pigtails. And her dad is, is squeezing her, giving her a really sweet hug. And she looks like she's loving it. Angel. And usually, you know, as far as this goes, is like a bajillion likes on Toby's Instagram. And uh, maybe 11 and a half minutes of us talking on the podcast <laughs> about how awesome the photo is. But now, Spurs Official is on board the Ayla train. Ayla! And they've reposted it as well. I think this is unprecedented. I don't think they've it ever is. posted a baby photo. This is a first. This is a first. And may it not be the last because Toby is bringing that content. Ayla just gets cuter. We deserve some reposting. Absolutely. Congratulations, Ayla Argyle, again. Congrats. For being again. our baby of the week. Thank you so much, Toby. Thank you, Acid, for joining us again this week. Uh, yeah, it was great to it's great to be back. It's great Thanks, to jump Daddy. back in. 
Uh, we have, like we mentioned a while ago, up next, Manchester City at home, fingers crossed, Aston Villa away, Chelsea away, Wolves at home, Burnley away, and Manchester United at home on top of our Champions League games and our FA Cup games. So it's going to be busy, Acid. It's going to be a busy few months. Months, that's right. So I guess we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, Yeah. Please follow us on our social media at Stalking Spurs, and we'll see you next time. Come on, you Spurs! Spurs.